welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Stephen Einstein, and thank you all for joining me today for May 7th reading of James Allen's Daily Meditations. I'm really um, looking forward to these the last two days, and few days, actually all of May again. I, like Each month starts out so strong, and it just carries through the entire month, and it just seems to be building upon each other, which, I mean, makes sense, right? It's a progression throughout the year, but it's just... Each day gets, um, I'm excited to read. So um, this will be fresh to you and fresh to me, meaning this will be my uh, first time reading this on this podcast with you guys. So you'll get my genuine response, reactions, and observations about the reading and what I relate to. So um, here we go. This is the daily reading for May 7th from James Allen's Daily Meditations. When Christ is disputed about, Christ is lost. It is no less selfish and sinful to cling to opinion than to cling to impure desire. Knowing this, the good man gives up himself unreservedly to the spirit of love and dwells in love towards all, contending with none, condemning none, hating none, but loving all seen behind their opinions, their creeds, and their sins into their striving, suffering, and sorrowing hearts. He that loveth his life shall lose it. Eternal life belongs to him who when obediently relinquish his petty, narrowing, self-loving, strife-producing personal self. For only by doing so can he enter into the large, beautiful, free, and glorious life life of abounding love. Herein is the path of life, for the straight gate is the gate of goodness. (laughs) The narrow way is the way of renunciation or self-sacrifice. That's fantastic. I love that it mentioned the narrow way here, right? Because the name of this podcast, The Narrowing Path, right? This is what we're talking about is this right here. Um, The narrow way is the way of renunciation, of self-sacrifice. It's a giving up of serving ourselves. It's giving up those selfish desires, those opinions, those intentions, those just a life serving only myself. Even when I thought I was serving others, I was serving myself only. But to be able to be genuinely of service to others around you is what we strive for here. So that self-sacrifice that it's talking about, this is just a, a, a great reading. And I love how it brings into this opinion, right? Because to really get rid of self, we need to separate ourselves from our opinions as well. A lot of us define ourselves by our opinions, by our ideologies, by what we believe is right. And we use that as a template to judge somebody else, as a template to be condemning, um, to give us a a sense of self-superiority, right? A better than feeling. And none of that is a righteous living. None of that is practicing compassion or love. None of that is... um, Taking, taking another perspective to be of service to somebody else. It's all a self-serving stubbornness that we hold on to. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. 
So here we go. Let's read this again. When Christ is disputed about, Christ is lost. Right? To, to disagree or to argue more so about anything, and in particular in this, this phrasing Christ, which is completely self-defeating, because the arrogance that gets attached to something like that, the ego that gets attached to somebody that taught about love and understanding, to have an argument about that is ironic, to say the least. And Christ is lost, right? The, like the essence we're trying to achieve when living a spiritual life, a Christ-like life, a righteous life, a life based in truth and love, what we're trying to achieve there is lost. So let's uh, we'll start the main body of the reading. It is no less selfish and sinful to cling to opinion than to cling to impure desire. See, this was something that took me a while to understand, right? Um, my opinions were self-serving because I believed beyond a doubt that I was right, but I used them again, like I said earlier, to really stand on a pedestal over many. To give myself a sense of superiority that I was right. To, um, excuse me, um, define myself by these opinions as well. To think my way was the only right way. And in defiance of or any um, ability, anybody that stands against my opinion or in contradiction to my opinion is no longer, or I interpret them as being against me, right? I define myself, myself, <coughs> oh my goodness, excuse me, it snuck up on me, by my opinion. And, he's, and James Allen's saying here to, def, to, to hold on to those opinions, to fight that, to fight against others for the right to say that my, I was correct um, is just as sinful as desire, as lust to, to um, covet something. He goes on to say, knowing this, the good man gives up himself unreservedly to the spirit of love. Meaning, we practice love first and foremost and always. No matter who, no matter about what. We don't pick and choose where we want it to show up. We don't pick and choose what we think it should be um, about. We practice love for another human being, for another individual, for anything. And dwells in love towards all, contending with none, condemning none, hating none, but loving all. That's a pretty steep ask, or at least it seemed like it for me in the beginning, to dwell in love towards all, contending with none, 
So yeah, so disagreeing with none, judging, like condemning none, like not putting anyone down and judging people um, to be less than yourself and hating none, despising somebody, right? Like to actually um, hold resentment towards somebody, but loving all. Loving absolutely everybody, regardless of opinion held, race, religion, ideology, caste, social class, whatever, anything. It doesn't matter. To love is the first and only thing we must do here. And then that when we when we practice a spirit of love, when we practice a spirit of um righteousness you know all those other things fall away and there's a lot of freedom in that because we're not using our mind to solely serve ourselves anymore and that obsession with reputation can be discarded He goes on to finish that one with seeing behind their opinions, their creeds, and their sins into, into their striving, suffering, and sorrowing hearts. He that loveth his life shall lose it. This is just talking about people that are still serving themselves, people that serve their own will only, what their own desires guide, steer them to do, their own striving, suffering, and sorrowing which drives their opinions, their beliefs, and their sins, right? Like, because that's what's going on behind the sins that we see, behind the um, opinions and the um, belief systems that we see a person hold. There's reasonings for that, when they're, especially when they're living a self-serving life still. And it's based in striving and suffering and, and sorrowing. And that quote he puts there, I'm, I'm guessing it's a quote from the Bible or some other religious text. He that loveth his life shall lose it. If, I, if that wasn't my story before I got sober, I, I wanted to keep everything. I wanted it to be just how I envisioned it. right? Like I loved the life I had pictured in my head, but I couldn't get there. Well, because it was insane, right? Like this is, there's a problem with, the way I know how to live. So he that loveth his life shall lose it. He goes on to say, eternal life belongs to him who will obediently relinquish his petty, narrowing, self or sin-loving, strife-producing personal self. <laughs> That's a pretty steep order right there. Will obediently relinquish his petty, um, yeah, petty, narrowing, self-sin-loving, strife-producing personal self. So it's just all of those things and all of the things that they um, result in. Because the reality is when you're living a life serving self, there is never peace and contentment. You are constantly using external things to adjust your own adjust to your own internal state. You're never actually doing the work to adjust your internal state to be suited towards the world. And we need to obediently relinquish these things. 
And he goes on to say, For only by doing so can he enter into the large, beautiful, free, and glorious life of abounding love. That's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, good place to be, in my opinion. Large, beautiful, free, glorious life of abounding love. That's where we're all. That's what. That's where we want to get to, right? That's where we want to be. That large, beautiful, free, glorious life of abounding love it sounds like a beautiful place to reside. And then he closes it up here. Herein is the path of life. For the straight gate is the gate of goodness. So for the straight gate, meaning the gate we are that's straight ahead of us, the gate that's um, on the straight and narrow path, right? The um, the right gate, the one that we walk on the path of truth and spiritual understanding. That is the gate of goodness. Now this is the la- this is the last line here. The narrow way is the way of renunciation and self-sacrifice, right? So when we sacrifice all of the selfishness and the self-seeking lifestyles that we use to validate our own existence, to seek pleasure, to serve ourselves and only ourselves, that is the narrow way. That is the way that we talk about on this podcast that gets us to a life beyond our wildest dreams of freedom and joy and love and steadfastness and truth. And it's a beautiful thing. So, all right, we're going to end it there. Thank y'all for joining me again today for the uh, daily reading from James Allen. It's a, uh, um, always a fantastic experience. I appreciate y'all for joining me and I look forward to what the rest of May brings. So, I will be back here with you again tomorrow. Until next time. Thanks.